0: From Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network, you're listening to the Sports Stove Podcast with your host, Vince Stover. Welcome in to a new edition of the Sports Stove Podcast. We are on location. That's right. We're down in Tampa, Florida, Uh, on the lookout for Tom Brady and anybody else that we can find actually on vacation and a lot happening, so we wanted to get in. Get a quick inner or quick uh, episode in, presented by Skull Candy. Make sure you visit the links in the podcast notes and visit Skull Candy. Get yourself a new set of earbuds, headphones, or speakers. All available at Skull Candy. Great prices, great quality. So click the link in the podcast notes. Visit Skull Candy uh, there and uh, support us by shopping at Skull Candy through that link. Several things we want to get to today. Uh, four things really, are four burners for the day. First thing is back to normal, never felt better. Uh, we've got crowds back in its playoff season, one of the more exciting times of the sports year. If you get past football season, you get past uh, March Madness, playoff hockey and playoff basketball going on at the same time, along with regular season baseball, adds to some exciting things. So Uh, Not only are the playoffs here in several sports, but so are the crowds. The crowds are back, and it's making everything feel just a little bit more normal. Uh, If you've watched any hockey, you've got to go to Nashville. Nashville provides the greatest crowds when it comes to especially playoff hockey. You're not going to find it much better than what you find at Nashville. Watching these games, seeing these highlights, these goals, the crowd going nuts, celebrities showing up and doing their part as well. Keith Urban was singing during intermission the other night. Uh, you got uh, Taylor LeWan from the Titans doing his normal drunken things. Uh, there's a lot happening. But the crowds have just made things so much better. If you tuned in at all to the New York Knicks, Atlanta Hawks game one of that series to see. And it was only 15,000. It wasn't a max crowd. But 15,000 people in the garden and playoff basketball returning to the garden. What a wonderful scene it was, how much fun it was to see all of that happening. And then to see the sights at the golf tournament, Phil Mickelson uh, walking down and the crowd just engulfing him. I'm telling you, multiple times throughout this weekend, I had goosebumps just because of the crowd and what they were doing. Congratulations to Phil Mickelson, the oldest player to win a major in the PGA uh, Tour the New York Knicks are back, so congratulations to them. Even though they lost game one, we'll talk about that in a moment. And then again, the crowd in Nashville spectacular, as well as other crowds all around the sporting world are showing off what they can do as well. So crowds are back, and it's better than ever. <laughs> the NBA playoffs are off and running. Not a whole lot of thoughts, but just a few quick quick thoughts on each series. The 76ers, they needed Tobias Harris to beat the Wizards, and Tobias Harris showed up. You would think that Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid could do it on their own, but uh, uh, Seth Curry, Tobias Harris, Tobias Harris especially, was an important piece there in game one against Washington. Philadelphia should sweep Washington, but Washington's not going to be an easy out. At the same time, Phoenix and L.A., uh, Booker, Aiton go off. Chris Paul injured, does return and plays more. Uh, But, of course, more LeBron drama happening. He does not get suspended for breaking protocol. Uh, He plays, and then in one of the plays where he is faking an injury, a fight almost breaks out, and LeBron's still trying to sell his acting skills for the NBA. It's just tiring. To watch LeBron. It just doesn't make any sense. You're you're supposed to be the best and possibly the best all time, although he's maybe top three for me. Uh, I think I have him at four right now. But uh, one that's supposed to be one of the best players in the NBA, you've got to stop the nonsense. Get out and dominate. That's what you're supposed to do. Instead, it's Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton leading the Suns to a game one victory. Atlanta ultimately stole the show in New York. Trey Young had his Madison Square Garden moment. Congratulations to him. But watch out for these Knicks. Julius Randle did not have a good game. He doesn't have very many bad games this season. And uh, and a bad game, and the Hawks only able to win by two. So watch out for those New York Knicks. But congratulations to the Hawks in game one. Uh, And Begdianovich, by the way, important piece to that Hawks puzzle. He played well in game one as well. Memphis Grizzlies steal game one over the number one seeded Jazz. The Grizzlies starting five produced, but I'm telling you, they've got no bench. And that starting five doesn't play this way in every game. They're going to have a hard time knocking off the Jazz. The Jazz, an incredible 29 for 33 from the free throw line, but only 25% from the three-point line. 12 of 47, shooting like that, you're not going to win games in the NBA but they will not shoot like that the rest of the series. So the Jazz will come back. But the Grizzlies have come to show that they're going to make this a really tough series, maybe stretch this out to seven games, and possibly win. I just don't think that there's enough depth for Memphis to take this series. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, they had took overtime to win game one over the Heat. This is going to be a, a tough series, but I think the Bucks still are going to win it in five. Uh, but it's not going to be easy any any game that they play against Miami. Dallas uh, beats the Clippers. Do they have the uh, Clippers number? It sure looks that way. What happened to Kawhi Leonard just a couple of years ago? He took a team that did not uh, did not have the talent to win a national uh, uh, a championship, yet Kawhi led him there, and he won the championship in Toronto, and now it seems like Kawhi can't get past Dallas in the playoffs. Is it because of Kawhi? Is it because of Paul George? Is it because of coaching? Is it because of other players? I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if the Clippers can bounce back and actually make this a series or if Dallas, just for whatever reason, the mental mental victory that they already have over the Clippers, it'll be interesting to see. I said from the beginning this series was going to be a fun one, and I think it is going to get a little bit better as the series goes on. Brooklyn Nets, they're on their way to sweeping the Celtics. Celtics just are not good enough this year, and Brooklyn has too much talent. Uh, Of course, one injury could change a lot for Brooklyn was they don't play any defense, but lots and lots of offense. Then you got the Portland Trailblazers, the best eight-man rotation in the playoffs. And one of the things that makes them the best uh, eight-man rotation is knowing that that's what they play, an eight-man rotation. They're not going to go bigger than that in most cases, and they've got incredible talent on this team. So for them to win game one, not a total surprise. I thought Denver was good enough to make this a series. But after that game one, it it makes me wonder for sure. But the NBA playoffs are off and running, and we're just a game in on these series. We'll see what continues to go on as the series continues. (laughs) We're going to close out the episode with two NFL topics. We're going to start with Julio Jones. He is on the move soon. We've heard this coming around the draft. And uh, of course, June 1st is the date that they've got to wait for to trade Julio Jones. A lot of the big teams are being talked about: Dallas, New England, Green Bay, Seattle, all kinds of other teams thrown out there. Of course, why wouldn't you make a call about Julio Jones if he is available for a trade to see what you can get? Dallas is interesting; it's kind of gotten the most uh, uh, the most run at the moment, and uh, you know they've got three really talented receivers: um, Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb. And Gallup. And so, what would they have to give up to get Julio Jones? I think if you're going to go with Cooper, you're probably still going to have to throw in maybe even two picks. If you're going to go with Gallup, you're going to have to throw in definitely at least two, if not more than that, picks as well. CD Lamb might be the cheapest option for them to get rid of uh, as far as not giving up picks with him. But I'm not sure that you want to give up CD Lamb. To me, if you can get Julio Jones and uh, for Cooper or Gallup, you're probably going to make that trade. So we'll see what how uh, aggressive Dallas is and um, the other teams as well, as we'll find out soon, probably within a week, maybe two weeks, where Julio Jones is going to be playing this upcoming season. Okay. <laughs> All right. Our last topic of the day, the last burner of the day, is we're going to talk about this situation uh, that, that showed up in the NFL this week as the uh, assistant coach, uh, Chung, comes out and says, I, in the process of interviewing for coaching jobs, he was told he was not the right minority. Interesting conversation now coming around. Eugene Chung, he's an assistant coach, an offensive line uh, coach with the, I think he was with Philadelphia. Uh, but nonetheless, he he had a job interview. And in the interview, he was told, you're not the right minority. And uh, he said, I was confused by this. And he hasn't come out and said which team it was uh, that that had this conversation with them. But nonetheless, he said, I was surprised that in 2021, we're still having this issue, especially when it comes to Asians, as they don't fit the narrative uh, of the minorities and trying to help minorities uh, in this country, specifically in the NFL, as well. And honestly, as surprised as we should be about this, I'm. You know, are we surprised? If you look at professional sports and when they make uh, uh, big decisions and when they're trying to make changes and trying to help their PR, they're not trying to solve problems. They're just trying to help themselves. And you come in, and, and with all this, the social justice things that have happened over the last couple of years, you watched as really one minority has been uh, targeted in a good way, meaning they're trying to help them. We watched as in the NBA bubble. They said we're only going to use African-American um, food uh, uh, people for the concessions and for the the different the restaurants and the serving of the people and outside of that. And then you watch as the NFL – in all their efforts to improve with minorities, although they they have not said they're excluding anybody, there really has been a focus simply on the African-American community and not the rest of the minorities. Or even the females, I guess, have been now more put in as well. Uh, but when you come to, to the races, it, it's kind of been all focused on one. And it's not because, sadly, that they're trying to solve the problem. They're just trying to help their PR. And so in doing so, they've left out certain communities. And here, uh, Eugene Chung is an example of exactly the situation. The NFL saying we need more minorities. What they mean is we need more African-Americans. And they have ignored the problem simply to try to to, to paint over an issue and help their PR simply. You see, we cannot look to professional sports to solve the world's problems because it doesn't. One thing professional sports or sports in general has done for years is unite people. But in this effort to, and, and it's it's a longer story and it needs to be told more eloquently than we're going to cover it today. But sports unite because there is um, this, this bringing together of races, of backgrounds, of religions, of all these different things that come together into one locker room and they play for the same trophy. They play together to for the same uh, trophy. Yet, we've looked to the sports and the celebrities to solve these world problems. And honestly, what it does is just makes it murkier. It confuses. It causes more issues than actually solving issues. If we let sports be sports, they actually will do a lot to help our country. But when we use sports to be um political when we use sports to be world changers when we try to force it on sports it won't work sports naturally teams naturally help us come together but when we try to force it in it's actually going to cause more problems than not now i know we have people especially in the belly up uh world that we're a part of that have talked a lot about you know politics and sports and anytime Anybody conservative comes out and the conservatives stop yelling, keep politics out of sports They jump on it. And I understand it. We need to call out hypocrisy for what it is. We should call it out on both sides, but uh, we need to call out hypocrisy for what it is. But at the end of the day, honestly, let's just let sports be sports. If we will, I really believe it'll play a bigger role uh, in uniting our country. But when we try to force it on sports, it's just going to cause more problems. Sadly, this should have never happened to the Korean Eugene Chung or to any other minority. There should never be a situation where in a job interview, you're told you're not the right race, whether it's you're not white, whether it's you're not black, whether it's you're Asian. So you don't count. It should never be a factor in getting a job. Yet it was in this case, at least for Eugene Chung in the NFL. Will we see improvement or continual improvement? I would like to think the longer we go along, we will, but we will have to wait and see because when it comes to the NFL or any professional sport, they're only in it for them. If it benefits them, they'll do it. Otherwise you're left out in the cold. That's today's edition of the sports stove podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you go visit the links for, excuse me, for skull candy in the podcast notes. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe. We do have a uh, post out or a Twitter poll out on Twitter at Sports Stove. Make sure you go visit that and vote on what would the Cowboys have to give up to get Julio Jones. Um, That'll be active for a couple of days. So make sure you go visit us and follow us on Twitter at Sports Stove there as well. All right, I'm going back to vacation. So until next time, we'll see you around the Sports Stove.